Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm a saucy 29-year-old who left the corporate world to go on to build a seven-figure online business. But most days, I still feel like I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm obsessed with the process of us getting to figure it out together. We've got epic guests, incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I'm so pumped that you are here because we are talking about a really real topic today on handling friends or family that might not get it or support you the way that you wish that they would. That can be so tough and so difficult to navigate. So first and foremost, let me just disclaimer. Obviously, I'm not a psychologist or a life coach or a counselor or really certified in anything to give you advice of this is what you need to do. But before you turn off the podcast and you're like, well, what the heck? (laughs) I thought this podcast was about action steps or taking action. Trust me, I'll get to that. But I want you to understand the lens that I'm coming from. And I'm a girl probably similar to you in some way, if you're wanting to listen to this podcast, that I'm just trying to figure it out, right? Right alongside of you. But I do have some things that might help you. And the reason is because I've had to figure out how to navigate what friends or family or honestly, even strangers on the internet think of me really quickly. And this is because I have a large network marketing business and that business, it grew quicker than I did. As a leader, as an entrepreneur, as a 20-something. And I've kind of had to play this catch-up game in a way, right? Where now, here I am, five years into building a business predominantly built through social media. I'm 29 years old. My boyfriend, Sina, and I moved to Southern California where none of our family lives and a majority of our friends don't live, right? We're making friends now, but we're new to this area. And we moved here simply because we wanted to, We had the choice to move back to Seattle where, like I said, majority of our friends and family live, but we chose to move to Southern California anyway, right? So that had conversations around it. And speaking of Sina, we're in a 10-year relationship. And I definitely do want to marry the guy for anyone worried about that, (laughs) but I don't want to do it right now. People have things to say about that. And (laughs) you might know what I, you know, what I'm kind of getting at with this but I'm 29, which means apparently so are my ovaries, (laughs) whatever that means. So people have things to say about, are you worried about starting a family and all of that noise and chatter? So I've had to learn to navigate through all of those different experiences and other experiences that you might connect with too, how to navigate those conversations with people who maybe don't understand my life choices. And might I point out the very obvious I'm not a bazillion steps ahead of you. I'm right beside you in everything that we talk about on this podcast. That's why it's not a me thing. It's a we thing, right? So while technically I'm recording this by myself, I'm envisioning that we're just friends and we're chatting and I'm just chatting with you like we're having a cup of coffee and we're already friends. So I have to be honest with you as a friend and tell you that if someone doesn't support me, or if I have someone that's kind of a curveball who I thought might support me that didn't, or doesn't quite get my choices, I still struggle with navigating how to figure this out. 
And depending on the relationship, I have to navigate it differently, right? But here's what I've learned. To my core, I'm not an F the haters type of girl. I'm not a screw what they think. I don't care. Like screw them all, right? I do deep down care what people think. I'm a crier. I'm emotional. And maybe you can connect with that. But I will say, after I have had some experiences with, you know, like Sally Sue, sorry, Sally Sue, if you're listening, I always use Sally Sue as an example because I don't know when anyone named that. But one day she's going to like slide into my DMs, chugging her haterade, be like, Keisha, you suck. You always use my name. Um, But point is, I've had some people that have naysayed, so I can help in this. I digress. Whether it is that you're starting a new health and fitness plan, a new business, a side hustle, changing career paths, going back to school, not going back to school, traveling too much, not traveling enough, working too much, not working enough, gaining weight, losing weight, making less money than your parents expected, making more money than you expected, dating a guy who someone in your circle doesn't agree with, dating a guy whose family you now have to learn the dynamics of. Honestly, like, let's be real. If you are breathing or doing anything different from what other people around you are doing, you are going to experience resistance from time to time. You are going to have some people who think that what you're doing is quote unquote wrong. You're going to have some people who question your motives. And honestly, what I think is the absolute worst and why I want to talk to you about this topic today is when because of that other person's questions or comments, you question your own motives or you choose to throw in the towel on your dreams because someone else is chirping in your ear or you don't even try in the first place and you stay stuck. To be honest, that's devastating to me. And here's the thing. It's not just devastating to me because of the lost potential of you pursuing your dreams, but for the ripple effect around you, the opportunity cost, the ripple that you could have made if you jumped into that thing that you wanted to do, that your gut told you to do, because that impacts the people around you, your friends, your coworkers, your significant others, your kids, people in your community groups, whoever is around you is going to have a better and more confident version if you're showing up and doing you the best way that you know how because you're influencing them just by who you are. But instead, you're deciding, yes, that's a decision, to listen to what somebody else thought of you or what you're doing and choose to not follow through or give up when it gets tough. Dang. The craziest part about that too It's not even often a direct question or comment that's coming from someone that you care about, but it's enough of those, oh, you know, I'm just joking. You know, I just got to give you crap. Those comments, enough of those are eventually going to deteriorate a friendship or a relationship and potentially stop you from pursuing your dreams altogether if you don't protect yourself. So while I'm not perfect, I do have a couple of ways that I've navigated this so that I can live a life that's full out me showing up as a hundred proof and really navigating in a healthy and fulfilling way other people's opinions of what I'm doing. Because truth of the matter is, no matter what you do, people are always going to have something to say. So you might as well do what you want, right? So number one, let's get into these three things. Number one, 
Check in with yourself if you are controlling the controllables. So to be honest, it took me a really long time to realize that the only person I can control is myself. I can never, no matter how close I am with someone, control what someone else thinks of me. And no matter how I articulate something, no matter what my intention is, someone else is always going to view it through their lens, with their experience, with how they think of me. And what someone else thinks of me is really none of my business because I can't control it anyway. Even though I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend, Cena for 10 years, and I know him better than anyone on the planet, I've learned (laughs) I can't control what he thinks about me. So I'm just going to loop you in on one of my personal pet peeves. When someone on Instagram posts a picture and says, he makes me so happy. I get it. I get what they mean, but hear me out. I'm going to still love the crap out of your sappy love post on Instagram. I love love. So keep posting it. But when I'm double tapping, my brain instantly goes to, okay, girl, I hope you're just saying that for a cute caption and your happiness is not actually controlled by another person because you're going to be cruising down one hell of a slippery slope because you cannot control another person's thoughts, actions, or moods, or their perception of you. And I really, really hope that independently by yourself, you can control yourself and your happiness. Ooh, <laughs> maybe that's just me. One could say I'm extreme. But the point of that is, are you owning the situation and realizing that the only part that you can control always, no matter what, is yourself. My life hack, every time I want to point the finger at someone else, I turn that finger around, I point it back at myself and I say, what can I control? What can I own in this? And one thing that I find interesting is in my coaching business, I mentor hundreds of thousands at this point of coaches and they tell me, Keisha, I wish my significant other supported me in my business. Or maybe it's a family member that you know doesn't support their health and fitness journey. And my first question is, have you told them why you're doing this and why it's important to you? Like, have you explained to them that it's important to you that they support you? And sometimes people seem confused by that question, but that is controlling what you can control. Sometimes we're actually so fearful of what other people think of us that we don't even tell them why we're doing something or why something's important to us or why we want them to support us. And then we write it off as a lack of support when they didn't even get the chance to support us. That's one thing you can control. If you ask for someone to support you, if you explain why it's important to you, if you tell them why it matters. That conversation can be tough if you're scared, but it's important. So what are some of the other controllables? Our attitude, always, right? We can always control our attitude. The words that come out of our mouth, whether it's how we respond to something, how we explain something, if we choose to be articulate and explain why we're doing something, always, we can control that. The things that we say no to because they're not in line with our current priorities, we can always control that right? Our support of another person and their goals, we can always control that. So I literally checklist that for my brain. You know, like I said, number one is control the controllables. All right, let's go through it. Attitude. Can I change my attitude and be more kind and be more positive? Yes or no? Obviously, spoiler alert, the answer is going to be yes. (laughs) Attitude. Words. 
Can I be more intentional about my word choice? Yes or no? Spoiler alert, yes. What I say yes to. Am I willing to say no to things that are not actually a deep gut feeling of, hell yes, let's go? Yes or no? Support of another person that I'm expecting to support me. Can I actually answer this question? Yes. Am I as supportive of that other person and their goals and dreams as I'm expecting them to be of mine? And even if I am, am I doing that simply because I want to be kind, simply because I want to control what I control, not because I'm expecting them to do the same thing for me? Because if you've controlled those things to the best of your ability, your attitude, your words, what you're putting on your plate, as in what you will say yes or no to, and that you support other people, that is all you can, can do. Controlling the controllables, number one. Number two, are you willing to entertain the idea that it's not actually about you? Don't turn off the podcast, I promise. I'll be nice. Think about how you go through the lens of things. Ugh, I just don't understand why she doesn't like me. Why doesn't he support me? Why doesn't she take my side? Why doesn't she ask about my business? Why doesn't he want to work out with me? Notice the common word there, me. You're making it about you. So before you want to slide into my DMs with like an ax gif and like murder me, be like, Keisha, I hate your podcast. One star review. <laughs> Please hear me when I say, girl, I do this too. I have to catch myself and remind myself to go back to number one. The only thing I can control is me. So instead, I change my thought patterns and I use ideas and think thoughts that are going to serve me and also give the other person the benefit of the doubt and entertain the idea that it's actually not about me. Most often, what someone projects onto you actually has nothing to do with you, right? It has everything to do with them and their lens and what they're struggling with. For example, you're working out more, you're taking care of your health and fitness. Maybe that's something that that person who's naysaying comments to you wants to do, but has not made a priority or didn't start, or they're afraid to put themselves out there. So instead, they're going to try and bring you down so they don't have to focus on it. Have you ever thought about it that way? It has nothing to do with you, right? Same thing goes for building a business. Maybe that's something that they've actually thought about doing. Maybe they admire you, but because they're fearful of starting something outside of their comfort zone or putting the work in like you are, you are reflecting back onto them something that they want to do. So instead of actually dealing with that themselves, it's easier to try and pull you back down with them. It's not malicious. It's human nature. Because Under that, maybe, just maybe, especially if you're first starting a health and fitness routine, starting a business, putting yourself out there, whatever it is, maybe they want to protect you. And that's where this pulling you down is coming from. Maybe they've seen you start something in the past. You get really excited and then you throw in the towel and they want to protect you from that failure. They don't understand that that failure can serve you because everything that we go through we get to grow through, right? And maybe, just maybe, they are scared that they're going to lose you or the relationship with you that they once had. Think about it. Maybe you guys bonded over late night drinks or you used to go to fast food together and you're now avoiding that. 
Or maybe everything that you guys connected on is now changing in your life because now you're in a relationship and you guys used to be single girlfriends together. Or maybe you're a mom now and she doesn't understand that part of your life. So she's trying to make comments to make you feel down about something that you're doing, right? Because she wants to feel close to you and she doesn't know how to navigate that. You just have to remember A lot of times people are fearful of getting left behind or not being part of the tribe, right? We can control how we view them. Here's the hack, the action step, love harder and loop them in, but do not change your course of action, girl. Happiness is a real compass. So if it feels good to you and something in your gut is telling you to do this, you've got to do this. You've got to listen to yourself, but you have to think from their perspective while you're at it right? And this can be challenging, but it ties back to number one, control what you can control. And that is yourself. But girl, don't you dare hold back on your potential because of someone else's opinion of you. That's not fair to you or the people that you could impact. If you do that thing, your gut is telling you to do. And ultimately it could result in more resentment towards them. Won't it? Won't it? That could be the thing that throws in the relationship as a whole. If you resent them, because they held you back and not because of them, but because you left them because you made it about you. So that being said, number three, bless and release or create some space if needed. I believe to my core that we are responsible for our own energy. As I mentioned in number one, the only thing we can control is ourselves. No matter how hard we try, Trust me, I try and control my dog. Homegirl doesn't listen to me. Number two, we can really try to make sure that we are evaluating things through the lens that is not actually about us. But sometimes we have to create some space anyway. I'm not ruthless. I'm not gonna tell you to cut people out of your life. Like I told you before, I'm not one of those like F the haters girls. But if there's a relationship that's not serving me, and I don't feel like I can show up to it in the way that I want to, in the way that I'm developing as a person, the type of person that I want to be, and I can't serve them, I'm going to create some space until I can, or maybe permanently, it's going to look a little different. For example, let me just give you some context. Let's use a hypothetical situation, potentially. (laughs) Read through the lines here. Once upon a time, someone in my family got remarried. And I decided as a younger, less mature version of myself that I did not like this woman, okay? I'm not gonna go into a ton of detail because at this point, years and years later, it's completely irrelevant. But there is a lesson that I learned here that might help you. I spent so much time thinking, well, I just don't like her, right? I just don't like his wife. Well, self-confirming bias kicked in and I looked for things to support that. Little things that would never bug me about a normal person. Like, for example, if my best friend did something, the same exact thing, it wouldn't bug me, right? Because I love her. But it bugged me because this woman that I had decided I didn't like, I looked for those things and it was negative. So I added it to my bucket of all of the reasons that I didn't like her. Self-confirming bias was not serving me. My brain was trying to collect evidence to prove why I didn't like her. I looked actively for things that I didn't like about her. How like 
crazy is that? Maybe you can relate. Maybe you're doing that right now to someone and you're like, oh, Keisha, just call me out. Well, girl, you know what that does, right? It sucks for you. It sucked for me because I was negative and that negativity consumed me and it sucked energy out of my tank. Energy that could have been positive energy, but I let it be negative. It sucked for the person that I'm close to that married her because he didn't feel my support. That sucks for him. And it sucked for her, someone who didn't deserve that, but she had to walk around eggshells, walk on eggshells while she was around me, right? Turns out I matured. I created some space for a little bit to think about it and process it. And I learned, I actually do really like her. And she makes this person in my life really happy. So I changed my perspective. I controlled the controllables. I stopped making it about me. And we lived happily ever after. The end. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I understand that that's not always the outcome. And in that particular situation, it did have a great happy ending. But the point is, we're responsible for our own words. We're responsible for our own actions. With family, it can be tough sometimes. With the holidays, it can be tough sometimes because of all of that past history. But don't let yourself go into a situation with that self-confirming bias, right? Oh, look at what Aunt Sally always does. She always makes a comment about this. Like, watch, she's always going to ask me about this. Why not change the pattern? Catch Aunt Sally off guard by complimenting her, by looping her in of why you're at the stage in your life that you're at why you're doing the job that you're doing, why you started the business that you started instead of ruling her out and saying, oh, that's so Aunt Sally. We're never going to be close, right? It can be tough, but it's possible. And here's my little tidbit with friends. I think I should do a whole episode on this because I get a question like this a lot and maybe this will help you. But truth is with friends, some people you're not supposed to be close with forever. And that's okay. You think about it with relationships, right? You date someone. Say you date a guy and you guys break up and someone's like, well, why'd you guys break up? It's like, oh, we, we just grew apart. But like, there's nothing wrong with him. Like he's a great guy, right? We don't have that type of dialogue about friendships. We feel weird about friendships. We feel weird like the people that we've been friends with since we were like two years old that we have to be friends with and it has to look exactly the same for our entire life. But that's okay. If some people that we're close with at one point we aren't close with forever. We can still love them. We can still have fond memories, but we also have to remember the people that we surround ourselves with, the people whose ideas we infuse into our brains, whose comments we hear on a regular basis, that's part of who we become. So choose well. Choose a partner that you're doing life with well. That's the person that's going to most heavily influence yourself And if you choose to have kids, your future kids, right? That's a big decision. Same with your friends. Choose well. And at the end of the day, honestly, I'm not perfect at this, but I do value my relationships and my ability to build relationships. And I value that more than I value my ego. So I will apologize and I will be intentional about controlling what I can control, which is myself and my energy and my bandwidth. And I will give people the benefit of the doubt, even when sometimes I could write them off as not deserving it because everyone deserves it. We are humans trying to figure it out. Remember when you thought by the time that you were 29, maybe this is just me, that you would have it all figured out. And now that I'm 29, I'm like, wait a second, 
I call my dad way more than I used to and ask him for advice all the time because I don't know how to do anything, right? Truth is, we can remember, we control ourselves. We know it's not about us. And if needed, at the end of the day, we can bless and release or create some space because we've got one shot and one opportunity. That would be funny if I started rapping Eminem. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) To do everything in which we're ever going to do in our one shot on this planet. Life is short and often throws curveballs. So I'm going to make the hell out of everything I got every single day. And I hope you do too, girl. Hope this helps. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you share with your girlfriends or better yet, post it on Instagram stories and tag me. Then I can personally say thank you for helping me get this message out there. And if you didn't vibe with it, just keep that to yourself. I'm kind of new here. Still trying to figure it all out. Talk to you soon, girl.